Hello and welcome back to the Social Matters podcast. We are three social workers talking about social matters. Hi, Eugene. Hi, Nadia. Hello. Hi, Fran. Hi, Fran. Hi. How are you both doing? What's what's been happening? Oh, I'm so full up. (laughs) We've just eaten Chinese. Oh, you could expose us on. on, Oh, no. Go on then. We might as well. You've done it. It was so good, though. What did we have again? Uh, What didn't we have? Well, (laughs) me alone. I ordered four dishes, um, so I'm I'm very full. It was one of those where when Nadia was ordering, I, I must admit, I had a private uh, judging moment. I thought, oh, there's a lot there. <laughs> That's it. However, oh, me too. I got tucked in and ate all of it myself as well. But when <laughs> when Nadia sent the messages over WhatsApp about what everyone wants, Nadia's list was like so long and me and you were just one or two dishes. But, you know, we, 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 we feel good now, but a bit tight. <laughs> I enjoyed myself, guys. I enjoyed it. I it also loved the way before we'd even decided which uh, kind of takeaway establishment we were going to order from you knew what you wanted yeah you know what these yeah. people it's like yeah i have this 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 this, this, this. like yeah yeah they know they yeah. know and i'm um, like oh here's the menu yeah <laughs> oh better check that better check that know. but yeah What's, i'm good that's good and, and and eugene anything to report on this week <laughs> you want me to report <laughs> okay share so, what we share what happened to us huge and so, i say what happened as though it was a terrible terrible yeah. event but i think it was completely self-inflicted it was terrible and we still don't know who is to blame but a couple of podcast recordings ago nadia recommended a play that she had seen that me and friends should go and see misty um What's your friend who's in it? Arunze Kenne. Yes, Arunze Kenne. So Fran and I um, booked tickets. We went down to go and see it. We were early. I was waiting for Fran, having a coffee. Then we went to have dinner. And we were just around the corner from the theatre and then went in. And then what happened when we went in, Fran? So we arrived and I was thinking, oh, it, it looks quite quiet. But I thought, oh, maybe we're just a few minutes late and everyone's gone in. And then we say, oh, we're here to see Misty. And the man in the behind the box office says, it's a different theatre. <laughs> and when he says different theatre, he means a theatre about four miles away in central London. And we were way out west. Yes. And all these women there who, you know, and they were looking as though like, oh, no, like laughing and <laughs> sneering <laughs> on misfortune. So then we jumped on uh, the tube and went to the correct theatre. And all is well. We uh, begged for our stupidity yes. given us some ah, more tickets I didn't realise you yeah. went to the theatre yeah. did- oh good yeah, we, we wanted to, to be authentic that we weren't just people that had missed it sure that, to say that look look we we tried um, and yeah they uh, took pity and then oh. we got the name of a person Frank composed a lovely balanced email we took ownership of um, your foolishness of some <laughs> of our foolishness but then kind of put it down to them and said oh but your email said the wrong theater oh. so yeah we're, we're due to go and see it again because the tickets have been reallocated to a new show so yeah i'm feeling better how are you feeling friend i'm all right i was just thinking about that have you ever done stuff like that before where you get the wrong place or the wrong tickets this- yeah well last time when the three of us met and you got the wrong <laughs> restaurant oh, yeah. friend that's that's that was my that was my last time of it (laughs) so yeah had you maybe there's a theme yeah i I wanted us all to go to an exhibition and then (laughs) yes exhibition on the restaurant and then uh, yeah there was a pattern there because there was an exhibition and that closed then nadia said we should go to this restaurant and And then that that was was closed closed. and then it wasn't me you again said oh there's this other restaurant around the corner and And then that that was closed closed. Madness. Yeah, so yeah, maybe it's what happens when we're all together. I remember an auntie of mine once bought like two tickets. A real auntie. To or... A real auntie. Okay. <laughs> auntie. <laughs> uh, to, you know, when like when you're buying things and you accidentally 
click twice and yeah. then like too many like airfare to New York or somewhere twice. And I've done it with tickets, you know, where if you're like, where you do the train tickets the wrong way around. Yes. yes. So then you're I haven't like, done oh, that, I've, I've now got a ticket going from like York to London. But I'm in London. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe there's a theme here. I thought I was a, a capable woman of the world, but I don't think I'm fit for purpose well maybe we should have a maybe we should have a um, podcast episode where we try and get a phone in of how to solve uh, a problem like fran (laughs) (laughs) anyway (laughs) so what what what, what are we going to be talking about today what's our topic of discussion nadia so today we're going to be talking this is a kind of Mm two-part podcast so this is a this is the first part and we're going to be talking about beginnings and then the second part we're going to be talking about endings and just to be clear about what we mean by beginnings just Mm -hmm. kind of like when you're first allocated a case and you're thinking about meeting the family and getting to know the family what what kind of strategies or you know ideas Mm. do you have about that and what you know do you have like a particular like routine or a particular Mm. process that you go through just um yeah and and maybe think sharing some examples of better beginnings and then not so great beginnings maybe Mm. um to kind of yeah illustrate points and also just i I don't know whether it's something that is actively thought of by social workers or people in practice because the work is so intense and so fast-paced and depending on which team you're working with you get different families and different children and different things you have to do how active is someone's mind in thinking about how do i begin so i think that was probably one of the reasons why we're like okay let's have a discussion about that and let's share our experiences and our ideas about that and as you said I think it is around and sort of time isn't it because it is so important if we're thinking from a like relational based perspective that first meeting is so key in terms of how you set the kind of tone for the Mm. the rest of the relationship but yeah in reality is there always that kind of time and headspace given to thinking about um the importance and significance of that first meeting and there isn't always but i guess it's something that we thought therefore is important to kind of think about so have have either of you what are your sort of thoughts either of you in terms of what is good practice or kind of examples from your practice yeah um, i've had i had this debate quite recently with somebody about do you read the case file in depth before Mm. you go out to meet the family or do you just kind of read the referral maybe read the chronology and then go out like you know mm. make make a decision or you know kind of make your own initial assessment and then go back and read everything yeah, yeah. um and and you know there's kind of two schools of thought around it mm. i guess like yeah. the first is you know if you do read the case file you get you know really good detail and um a really good understanding of the family but it's all through other people's perspectives and it's yeah. all through other people's words and it also quite likely to mean that you like create ideas about the family. Um, and I don't think, I personally don't think that's always helpful. I kind of read the basics, then meet the family, then kind of come back. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What, what do you guys think? That's I, I wish if I was part of that debate, <laughs> I would, because just as you were speaking, Nadia, I was hearing your side of that argument and agreeing. I think I was similar particularly because of lack of time i'm like oh i just need to read but also i wonder playing devil's advocate if somebody was really uh, that's his favorite position he loves he loves a bit of devil's advocate he's got his his little (laughs) devil horn headband on (laughs) i love hashtagging da and so um playing devil's advocate if somebody was had a completely 
a complete opposite view. They could argue that through reading the file in depth beforehand, it means that they're prepped and they can make better sense of what they're hearing in the first visit. And they can make um, better sense of who's in the household. But then what is happening inside them, not like physically, but in their thought process in, in the sense of what judgments they're making of the yeah. family, mm. what assumptions they're making of the family, how that reading of the case file before they even go into the home may cause them to interpret the information in particular ways. So I think I'm probably leaning towards your side mm. in, in a sense of reading a little bit. I also I remember um, when I was on some training once that we had a really experienced trainer she was talking about how much she used to do court work and she would say her position on it would be she'd actually ask the families like what would your preference be would your preference be that you know I've read the referral would you like me to read the court bundle before or after I meet you because I'm going to read it but just when would you like me to do that would you prefer that I come with all the knowledge or that I come and kind of meet you first and then read it afterwards I thought that was quite interesting and that's just a really I guess yeah nice way to think about that kind of power sharing as as, as much as possible as well when I worked in a multidisciplinary team the child psychiatrist in the team used to never read anything and would Mm. go and meet the person and and, and do the assessment and then do it afterwards and was always of that sort of school of thought Mm. because as you said I suppose it is thinking about all of those biases I suppose yeah as you said if you're reading someone else's work there's that influence but then we all have our own that we're kind of picking up as well but it's hard I guess because we we always have those even if you don't read the background as soon as you go in and meet there's all those sort of assumptions and ideas that that, that can be made and being mindful of those as well yeah I think that's that's definitely a a really good point because as human beings as people as social workers we have our prejudices we have things that we are drawn to we have things that we that really causes a reaction in us a negative reaction or positive reaction and I think my own bias um, to an extent is that I tend to favor women when I work with couples I I tend to um, lean more to their sides and I think that that's a factor that I'm aware of that's a bias that I'm aware of so I have to actively ensure that I speak to par- speak to both parents and and gain the views of of fathers as well. So I think if I were to read a file in depth and see something that was either very problem saturated of of the father, then it may I don't know if it has in the past, but it may cause me to begin in a way that is not completely right for mm. for this father who I'm working with. Mm. So that is a really good actual that's a good tactic to Mm. not read anything beforehand Mm. i mean for me as i said before it's kind of the relationship is so key and and, you know it sounds an obvious thing about it being such a key social work skill but it is that capacity to go in and build that rapport Mm. is so important but i suppose how what 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 do we mean by that like i suppose i'm talking about relationships but what does a what does a good relationship look like like what Mm. would what do you think about when you're doing those first meetings? For me, it's about really being mindful of how that parent might be feeling. Yeah. Um, so when I worked in a court team, I'd often meet the parent or parents for the first time in court. And, you know, if you think about the kind of power with being in a court and how the parent might be feeling yeah. if their children had been removed or maybe at risk of being removed. And that's such a daunting situation to meet this kind of new person as I am. So I think I would really um, acknowledge that 
offer a lot of empathy for how they may be feeling and that it is you know I'm a kind of stranger and give them the opportunity to ask questions I think clarity was also really key for me because it can be so hard if you're feeling overwhelmed as a parent and and, and unclear to be able to try and offer some clarity around I guess process and next steps because I think that you know people can have a lot of questions around that can't they who are you what why are you here what's going on so I think that was quite key for me in those moments yeah it reminds me of Glenda Fredman's work on emotional postures Mm. and you know I think as social workers we always kind of are encouraged to think about and be reflective about or hypothesize about what the client's feeling you know what context are they coming from what what um, is influencing their behavior but not as much thought given to what we're bringing um how yeah. we're we're feeling emotionally yeah, how we're definitely. approaching the situation and uh Fredman talks a lot about kind of thinking about your own emotional postures you know to think about the clients as well but remember that yours is equally as important mm. um mm. and whatever it is that you're bringing to the conversation or the situation is going to impact on what happens it's not all on the client yeah. definitely because I suppose I, I suppose when thinking about relationship-based social work relationships are a two-way thing and research by the Harvard Center on the developing child found um the most important factor is in success of kind of services by care professional is the quality of the relationship yeah 100%. And, it, and it is so key about how you kind of develop that relationship um so yeah absolutely thinking of it as a two-way thing rather than just us you know doing to the kind of family yeah i remember um seeing this little what are those what are those things called pic- pictograms or you know like, like I, a, I don't know what they're called they're like, like a little d- like a little a diagram no, no sorry the, no <laughs> <the> gift- <laughs> no it's not gift i don't no, know I don't, no. we'll we'll post oh, is it, it that they um Oh, that diagram. There. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I, I thought you're doing like charades. Eh? You like pulled your ear. Sounds like. <laughs> sounds like. Yeah. Sounds like gift. I I, so it's it's, it's it? a basically like an info picture. No, I know what the, I know okay, what you're talking about. Picture, a lot of right. a lot of local authorities are using that to display days or trainings or whatever. But info picture thing. That's what yeah, we're going with. We'll post it on Twitter. Info oh. picture gift. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> I'm gonna get gif in there. Go on, Nadia. Yeah. So I remember seeing this um, one that's called Connect Then Lead. And the whole kind of idea of it is that you, before you can work with somebody on trying to make changes with them, you've got to connect with them first. You can't come in, um, you know, trying to make huge changes because you've not you've not got the connection with them so there's two ways that it says that um we judge others is you first ask the question can i trust this person and can i respect this person and and then that leads on to whether or not that the trust comes from the warmth that Mm. comes from that person and Mm. you know if the person is warm and you know allows you to speak and is interested in what you're saying and you know that's going to foster a more kind of positive start um to the relationship and then once you've been able to build that connection then you then you can influence them and then you can try and make changes through that way so yeah it's it's the idea that you you're able to build um a foundation of trust yeah. and then move forward and yeah. trying to make to make changes and also one of the things that i find with social work what I privilege the most, and I think you guys are, are similar, is the relationships. And that's key to starting any sort of professional working relationship. You need a strong relationship um, in order to have these difficult conversations. So how we begin in relationships, 
IRL <laughs> in real life <laughs> yeah. shouldn't be too dissimilar to how we begin relationships in a professional context. And just to think about how we form friendships, how we form uh, romantic relationships, how we for- form relationships with our colleagues, how we begin is important. We, we, we take people, for whatever a better term, at face value. We explore things with them in in the moment we have conversations we get to know in different contexts in different settings the workplace the pub um sports fields and things like that and then the stronger the relationship the more difficult conversations and more deep the deeper conversations we can have and that's all based on a strong beginning Mm. yes i think there's an element of difference because of the professional role that we have as social workers and when i think about beginning with a family I often think about what do they see when I walk through the door physically on a visual visible level but also the invisible power that I hold professionally and also because I'm a man yeah um so one of the kind of sentences from this info picto gif um sorry guys uh, my laughter is too loud let's um uh patent that no yeah. one else can take that okay info cool. picto gift <laughs> Yeah, so linking to what you were saying, um, Eugene, um, it says, before people decide what they think of your message, they decide what they think of you. Yes. Um, and I think that's really important. Yeah. yeah. Mm. What What are you, what, they're going to, they're going to do the human thing and suss you out first. Mm. Yeah. Before, yeah. They yeah. Wanna Definitely. It was really interesting, the mention of uh, trust and respect. So I think they're really interesting um, I guess ideas or concepts because we talk about it a lot, but actually, I, I trust has to be gained, doesn't mm. it? And I always think that when when working with someone, it's not an assumed um, thing that uh, someone, yeah. a family or a child mm. or a parent, will trust me. I have to earn their trust and their respect. And again, that that begins with the relationship, doesn't it? Yeah, and also in addition to gaining their trust, I like to think I'm a nice person. Oh, silence. Look at that. Tumbleweed. It's like he just went across the room. This, yeah, you're, you're all right. You. I'm all right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So glad I made it. Um, so I like to think I'm a nice person. And I. What a man, what a man, what a man, what a manicure man. He's going to say again now. So anyway, I like to think one. I'm not going to say it. You all know what I said before. But when I engage in relationships, especially professional relationships, I like to go in in a kind of warm way. What you were saying, Nadia, um, what people see. So smiling, trying to be energetic um, and trying to be warm because I believe that's how people will, will connect with me. But I think sometimes it's easy to do that but forget about the power that I hold so I wonder whether they see Eugene or whether they see a social worker first mm. and d- to the lay person the maximum um, power of a social worker is to remove your kids so that will affect how they respond to my warmth how they respond to my my energy taking time to f- think about how we begin or how I begin in those situations will will help me adapt and alter uh, what I do uh, in the sense of the questions I ask um, the information I explore what I explore and when I explore it because it may not be the case that it's the first visit where you just go absolutely in and, and talk about everything in their family history because that may not be the right thing to begin with 
So I was just I wanted to ask do what what are the like typical things that you do like the first time you go on a visit mm. or the first time yeah let's say let's let's do mm. start with home visits mm-hmm. like the first time you do a home visit what are the kind of things that you typically do So one of my golden rules is to open the door <gasps> Yeah no, do you know no, what no, my open door, the door oh, uh, I'm only joking I don't know yeah. no, Do you know what my even before that do you know what my first thing is it's such a bugbear of mine just turn up on time. Yes, oh, yes, my days. yes. You say you're going to be there at a certain yeah. time. Turn up on time. Yeah. Social workers have got such a reputation yeah. for always being late. Exactly. Because you were on time today, Nadia, I weren't you? I was even early. Oh, you were early. Are you trying to... What about I, you, Fred? I had to travel <laughs> 85 minutes to get here. No, well done. Thank you for coming. But yeah, I guess and that comes down to the trust and respect. Definitely. Like and demonstrate keeping this, to your word. Yeah, exactly. Being yeah. kind of consistent. So yeah. what you just uh, it's I'm always drawn to why we do what we do. What you just said there, Nads, um, with regards to being on time is linked with your values mm-hmm. and linked with your beliefs and your life experiences. And being on time is one of mine, but also uh, my values around equality and um misuse of power or use of power. Um, influences how I begin so one of the things that I always do when I work with families in the beginning is uh, ask them about their understanding of why I'm here Um, or ask them is there anything that they would want to use this time with before sharing or imposing my agenda Mm. because even if like I've, I've used this with teenagers as well for example when I asked them what's your understanding of why I'm talking to you today or why you have a social worker? And their response tends to be, oh, I don't know. And then my response is, okay, I'm going to start by explaining what I know, but I know that some of this information may be right, it may be wrong. I give you permission at any time to pause me and correct me and let's talk about anything that's wrong Mm. or you can help me understand it better because my values around um, equality and power means that i don't i want to make sure that it's shared i want to make sure that we collaborate rather than um just be me and i suppose with that is that kind of idea of curiosity isn't it of just kind of being interested in in the individuals or families kind of life story and history and being curious beneath the surface beyond the kind of referral or the chronology as well which is really yeah i i also like the permission seeking ideas of um agate yeah um and you know just some of the practical things like when i when i go into the house i say kind of where where would you like me to go would you like me to take my shoes off where would you like me Mm -hmm. to sit um because i'm in their space i'm I'm trying to respect that um and you know i've I've already come as a stranger in their house with like you just spoke about eugene with a lot of power like i'm trying i'm i want to seek their permission Mm. in the smaller things to to um kind of help build that connection initially yeah and that also will roll into when you start talking about why you're there or the issues or concerns like where would you want us to start if they have an understanding where would you want us to start where would you want us to go next and again it's linked in with what you were saying Fran around respect and also around um, issues of power and also around the fact that you're in their home and I think it's important to remember that when someone lets you into their house that's such a huge privilege and yeah. um, whether they're doing it 
because they feel they have to or whether they're doing it because they want to. I, we just got Chinese takeaway. That guy tried to step over that door. I was like, nah, just give me the Chinese. You're not coming to my house. So, <laughs> no, nah, I didn't really do that. But it's that. true yeah. about yeah. that permission spe- seeking and respect. It's thinking about how you would feel about a stranger yeah. coming totally. into your house. Yeah. To- coming into your house to discuss very private, yeah. most of the time, very personal, intimate things about your family business. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And for me, it's about, you know, seeking to be strengths and solution sort of focused as well I think that's so important and that I sort of begin by thinking about what they you know a family might want to be different and thinking about how you kind of develop and go about that because I think that's Mm. so important um to recognize that which sometimes gets lost when things can feel quite bureaucratic Mm. um and sort of tick boxy to really get a richness of the whole family's kind of situation that isn't all about risk and safeguarding it's thinking about the strengths and resources and resilience as well Mm. sorry i just had to clear my throat just um also nadia you were saying before that we should think about how we begin home visits yes what did you have an idea of other sort of beginnings because just when you said begin home visits um i'm thinking about how i start home visits at the start of my involvement with families but just as you guys were speaking i'm thinking actually every home visit is a new beginning or every conversation is a new beginning and i don't think actually i've given that much thought when reflecting on my practice yeah that's true um i was thinking when i said um home visits because that's usually the first time i meet the families usually in their homes um Mm. um but yeah maybe also thinking as well about first kind of connections or first meetings with professionals as well it's not 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 just families but the same kind of connect connection before you you try and influence them is Mm. is important Mm. yeah especially because professional meetings or meetings with families core groups again my my values around powers coming into this um not only how you begin but who you begin with mm. so so often i've been in 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 meetings and i've been guilty of this and i've been in meetings where this has happened conferences where this has happened where people often start with the professional with the if we want a better term, highest rank or most involvement, so social workers in conferences or or like uh, psych- psychologists or doctors in mm. in um, multi-agency meetings, but we're all there talking about this one kid or this one parent. Um, so who you begin with is also important. And for me, it's, it has to always be the family. Yeah, I was, I, when we, I start the, whenever I start a meeting I always you know we do the introductions and I go to the family first Mm. always because I think that like you say Eugene um it's it's their meeting where they're to talk about them and it's so important that they get the first say almost because the first person that speaks has a lot of power um and you know if it's the psychologist or the conference chair or whoever's speaking first or giving their view first it's a very different meeting yeah yeah definitely have you ever had any bad starts or bad beginnings oh i'm sure definitely let me just get my folder (laughs) i have i have i've got an example um so it wasn't the very very first kind of visit but it was while i was doing um the assessment so it's within the first kind of few times that Mm -hmm. um i was meeting with the family and i and i had 45 days to complete the assessment and I did I wrote it it was I was an I was a newly qualified social worker and it was my very very first assessment 
handed it to the mum and left it with her to read and then got a very very upset mum um on the next time I went to go um, visit her because I'd written in her assessment that she had been sexually abused when she was younger mm. and because um, she'd spoken to me about abuse um from one of her family members and I'd made the assumption that it was sexual abuse and it wasn't it right. was physical abuse and it was so such a it was so like soul destroying for me at the time because it was like oh my how did I make that assumption yeah 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 where's that come from like how you know how did I get there and it just it was just such a massive learning curve for me to just know that ask the ask the detail like ask the questions if you never make assumptions because ultimately I've written that down in that assessment that's been signed off that's on that's on their file now um And um, it took, a, you know, a, I ended up working with this mum for like three years. And by the end, we had a great relationship. But it was quite tumultuous at times. But mm. I was really able to come back from that. Yeah. But it was, it was, it was not good. <laughs> not good. Can I ask, this meeting permission seeking. Can I ask, um, what happened in the visit that immediately followed this mistake? Do you remember that? Oh yeah, I just remember getting a nice grilling, and fair, <laughs> fair enough because yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it, I'd done something wrong, but I owned it, and I Good. said, you know, I'm, That's I, important. I'm genuinely so sorry. I'm, I'm happy to change that and amend it, but yeah, I just, you have to humble yourself. I'd, I'd done something wrong. I yeah. can't, you know, be wrong and strong. Yeah, wrong and strong, <laughs> poet, and you know it. But I, <laughs> but I suppose, oh, <laughs> but I suppose that's a good example of. Um, relational repair where you know there might maybe times in in your work with the family where um yeah there is a kind of rupture in a relationship but that you can repair it as well but um, I really like your reflection you John I guess each uh visit being like a new beginning and I think that is is really important that you know that that thought in thinking about the relationship and how we maintain in terms of respect in terms of rapport building um needs to be sustained it's not just about the first visit because as i said i remember when i um used to meet families for the first time in court um they'd have their solicitor with them yeah. and i think some people would say to me oh gosh is that is that really hard um but i think well no in the sense that it should always be like any any communication should should always be open and honest and transparent and not any different whether their solicitor were there or not. Mm. Yeah. It shouldn't just be kind of, oh, this is how I am on this particular day in court. Yeah. Um, but when I'm on my own with a parent, it's any different. And that's that was how I used to look at it. And I think that's actually really helpful. And I guess that links with your kind of thinking about yeah. every every visit being like a first one and thinking about that relationship. Yeah. Imagine if the parents were solicitor was with them at every home visit because that's how you should be. I've actually had a case where every home visit I went, the mum had a barrister. Not, not oh, you're, like, wow. you're like, oh, that has actually happened. It's actually right. happened to me. There would yeah. be a barrister sitting yeah. in the house yeah. with the mum. You're like, are you right, yeah, Margaret? Right. It, <laughs> man, it was so, it was so surreal. But yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? It's hard, I suppose, thinking about. Um, uh, yeah, I guess parents having that representative and support, but actually you know and the influence and impact of that on practice and there's kind of been some talk and discussion around which is maybe for a future podcast around um you know uh, parents filming social workers Mm. and recording and 
and how you know okay or it isn't but then I guess again you could argue that our practice should always be to a point where it shouldn't matter yeah but I just think it's an interesting kind of area and discussion I've got another um, you've, you've example, like, yeah, I've got example McGee like, right over here go on I remember um one time I went to go and visit um a grandma who was like involved in the care of her children and it was the first time that uh, of her grandchildren it's the first time I was meeting her I'd gone round and yeah we'd done the visit and then towards the end of the visit she was like oh would you like a transcript of this meeting i was like what uh what what what, what do you mean she said like, oh because um yeah i've i've recorded it and then she moved this piece of paper and hey, then there was this re- yeah. it was recording device underneath wow. the bit of paper and i was like oh no no thank you like it's, it's yeah. i'm good i'm good folks and then, and then i left i was like oh my days what did i say what did I, and i actually i've I, I felt quite happy yeah. with yeah. everything i'd said and everything yeah. i'd done yeah. but you know i mean i said to her you could have just asked me if you wanted to record, yeah. like you know that's yeah. that's that's not cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I was fine. With was this? It. Uh, you said recording device. Was this in the days before iPhones and <laughs> smartphones? Right? Oh, she had a megaphone. No, no, a megaphone. <laughs> not megaphone. What's that? I don't know what to play. That's the one. Megaphone. She had a megaphone. Oh, sorry. What'd you say? I didn't quite get that. <laughs> sorry. What oh. you say that? Um, I don't. I can't remember exactly yeah. what it was. I just think the sheer shock, like, yeah. just I blanked out mm. what the device itself was. <laughs> but yeah. But just going back to that point um, around around um, every visit being a new visit, and and how we begin in each each one of those is important. And one of the things that I found myself doing more and more as my career went on is think about who I began to see in home visits so I think I don't know if this is the case with everyone but everyone goes into the home and sees parents first um but we're the child social worker and what impact does that have to child when they know that you're in the other room talking about them especially teenagers when they want to be young adults um so just as we're thinking about wrapping this up I think that's one of the key things that I would say that people should uh take away and that's what I took away is thinking about who you begin with at each visit it doesn't have to be the same mm-hmm. um and what message does does that have um but through seeing the child first playing with a six-year-old for like 45 minutes an hour before going to speak to the parent i think that can be quite powerful well, i think for me it's about yeah as i said sort of showing empathy um and kind of offering sort of flexible and creative support I can remember meeting a father in court for the first time um who'd spent a lot of his earlier kind of life in and out of prison and I think court um was quite triggering it represented a kind of Mm. very authoritarian um uh kind of oppressive uh, uh institution in society and he really didn't want to speak to me at all kind of I I was a representation of the state I suppose but I was sort of flexible I spoke to him outside um, just went for a walk down the street um, found something on a level he had a tattoo of a football team um, that he liked which team I'm not saying um, but uh, not Arsenal Um, and I suppose yeah it was being a little bit flexible recognising that actually beneath um, quite a sort of potentially sort of angry facade was a man who was quite scared about Mm. losing his children and just sort of broke the ice a little bit by kind of chatting as much as I could about football. Um, (laughs) um, But it was just that sort of flexibility. And then that kind of, I saw him, you know, in terms of kind of emotional regulation come down and we're able to chat a bit and have a bit more of a conversation. So 
um yeah I think that's kind of important for me finding something just to kind of recognize what what might be happening and then be a bit flexible in that I think for me um my thing would be just to give your visit some thought so don't just you know planning an initial visit say oh yeah I'll just go in tick that off you know bish bash bosh kind of give it some thought um your yeah as a social worker it's a very significant thing for a family Mm. you coming around and um yeah just give some thought about um how you're going to approach it check your check your own emotional posture check yourself check your bad self check yourself (laughs) and then yeah um just give it some thought brilliant well, thank you, team. It's been an interesting discussion. I think that's it us has. done. I think it's a wrap. It is a wrap. Yeah. Do you want to? Shall we give the social media plugs? Yes. Oh, Everyone should know it now. Everyone should know it. No. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Matters Podcast. Go on, look Still don't have there. it in my brain. And Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Matters Podcast. And yeah, give us your feedback. Let us know what you think. Bye. Oh, we, are we, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we going to talk about what we're talking about next? Oh, I said it already. We're doing yeah. endings next. So. <laughs> Fred was just like, bye. <laughs> bye was really good, that was an example of a really good ending there. <laughs> <laughs> cut, cut you out, cut you off. No, but um, into the next you can tune into part two, which will be coming up um, two weeks after this one yes. comes out. I'm going to yeah. have a prawn cracker and I really need to cut my fringe. I've got like curtains here. Yeah, you've been playing with it <laughs> all know, podcasts in my hair in my face all right well this is you just signing out bye guys